Network. Hello. Mark Apollo here with another edition of the Valhalla <laughs> Movement podcast and uh, things are moving. We've got a we've got a repeat guest today, but before I get to him, I uh, really want to let you guys know a lot of people have been following our Kickstarter Valhalla over the last while. We are now releasing the DVDs of uh, Earthship Greenhouse. We are giving away the plans for free. Okay, so if you want to build this Earthship Greenhouse, if you want to empower yourself to grow your own food no matter what climate you're living in, these plans are being given away for free. We also released ebooks and DVDs. All that info is in the description below. Guys, I mean, we built it for ourselves. We're, we're slowly but surely getting the ropes of, of, of putting in and finishing it all off. Um, I can tell you that in the cold of the winter, it was like minus 25 degrees Celsius, Celsius outside, and inside it was like 20 plus degrees. It was phenomenal. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's performing better than even I would have thought. And, um, yeah, I mean, just all this information, it's all going to be in the description below. But now beyond that, we've got a repeat guest on the podcast, somebody who, uh, who's riling up the, the, the talk on, on the legal issues, uh, banking issues on freedom as a whole. I mean, Sasha Stone from newearthnation.org. Um, thank you for, for being a guest again. I mean, uh, and super nice to talk to you again. Hey Mark, good to join your terrorist cell again. I must say the only thing that's not growing well in your Earthship is your hair because it's shorter than when I last saw you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I keep it quaffed. <laughs> so, so how's it? How are things going? I mean, let let us know. You know, talk to me about what's been happening since the last time we spoke. Uh, what's what's the new and interesting news? What's the scoop uh, in your life? You know, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, as the world lurches uh, towards um, the bad magic and, and dark dream of the Babylonians, i.e. World War III, and we see these, these uh, war, uh, the, the skies of war uh, pending, you know, over the Ukraine and, and over Palestine and Israel mm. and the rest of it, as that bad magic plays itself out in, in, in the temporal realm, what do we see? We see the opposite emerging. We see um, incredible successes happening on the zero-point banking and economics front, on the, um, uh, the law and sovereignty side of things with people awakening all around the world and actually getting it, mm -hmm. getting the corporate fiction, understanding um, that we have been subjected to this, this diabolical spellbinding and dream spelling for millennia. Um, and we're seeing the emergence of breakthrough technologies popping all over the place um, and, and uninhibited by the system because the system is too busy chasing after its own tail and <laughs> really, you know, worrying about its own survival roundabout now. So I would suggest that the here and now, as terrifying as it can, can appear to be, if we're to believe the strap lines of CNN and BBC, in point of fact, the diametric opposite is true. It's an incredibly beautiful time to be here, provided we don't allow our own sovereign lens of selfhood to be sullied by the imposed mindset of the psychological media complex. 
I, I mean, I fully agree. I was, I was listening to somebody who actually very much reminds me of you, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this before, Russell Brand breaking down Sean Hannity on, um, on the, the whole Israel-Gaza you know, thing. And I, I've just basically stopped watching the news. I used to watch the news uh, and follow it. Not that, I, not that I agreed with it, just because I wanted to know what was going on, right? And I, I kind of grew up um, listening to Alex Jones and Infowars and like just being really immersed myself into that. And recently, I've, I've kind of shifted um, over the last couple of years into the solution side of things. And as opposed to seeing that destruction and that despair and all these problems, I'd rather see what, it, what, is, what are the people doing to make these things work. And, um, and actually, recently, I kind of stumbled upon randomly, uh, there's this girl, I can't remember her last name, but her name is Hannah. Um, and she is on Facebook. She apparently has kind of freed herself of the legal chains of the UK system. I don't know if you know her. But no, I don't know. I think we're, I, I suspect we're Facebook friends because I've seen a couple of things come up. And uh, yeah. yeah, she seems to be riling against the system. I'm not overly excited. Um, I, I, I'd love to see more of her friends supporting what she's doing, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, she's a Trojan on her own taking on a system. That may succeed, may fail, let's see. But I certainly love the spirit I've seen in one or two of these short clips. Yeah, exactly. She has all these short clips. Her name is Hannah Rose. I just pulled it up. But the, so I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, and I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing it playing out, and she's getting a lot of hate, and she's getting a lot of support. But no, no matter what, she's, she's stirring up the conversation, and she is creating that, that area of change. I wanted to know a little bit more about what you, we kind of touched upon it last time. But let's dive in a little bit into the legal side of, of, what are you guys working on? Like, what is it? What exactly are you okay. guys enabling for people, and what are you proposing that people do? Um, and then, where, again, that, can they get more information as well? I'm I'm proposing that they step away from the legal ideas and step into the lawful ideas. And as anyone who's on this uh, kick knows, there is a a, 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 a universe that separates uh, legality mm -hmm. and lawfulness, and we have no interest in legality. The legal speak, legalese, and anything to do with legal relates principally to statutes and codes and bylaws and provisions and acts which are dreamt up by technocrats and bureaucrats and silly little gray people um, who do the bidding of the Babylonian priesthood. So we have no interest because they're non-constitutional in the main. They've not been permissioned by the people. They are not laws. They're statutes, statutory codes. And, statute, and that is why we have 10 million statutes and codes in the United States that mean that if you turn left when you're supposed to turn right, you can be fined 200 bucks. And if you don't pay 200 bucks within 14 days, it becomes 1,000 bucks. And then if you don't do that, you'll get arrested and exterminated in a FEMA camp. So that whole nightmare of being bound up and, and imprisoned in a matrix is really what has emerged on the back of statutes mm -hmm. and legalese. So get it. There is a huge distinction between legality and lawfulness. So when you step away from the legal, you move into the lawful, and you understand what pure law is, which coheres to pure truth, which absolutely coheres to sovereignty. Mm -hmm. As long as I don't do you any harm, loss, or injury, I'm standing in honor of law, all forms of law, and I'm standing in pure truth as a human being. So let's just go about the world doing the things we want to do, engaging with our creative potential, becoming the very best expression that we can in this third density field. 
for God's sake. That is what it's all about. That's why we elected to be here. So make a distinction between the legal and the lawful. Engage with law and lawfulness. Now to answer your question, what is New Earth doing um, in respect of defining a, a, a metric or a playing field that law can prevail upon and not legalese? We're engaging the International Tribunal for Natural Justice, which is our own tribunal, which will be launching shortly. We've made a few um, broadcasts already with uh, Andrew Bartsis and uh, Rebecca Cope and our private attorney general, Rod Klaas, and a number of others who've informed those, those uh, webcasts, which have done very well indeed. Mm-hmm. We've already um, outlined the International Tribunal in the first issue of the New Earth Nation magazine, which is called NEO, New Earth Oracle. Anyone can, oh, nice. can get hold of that. Um, and we've elaborated on it. But basically, we're beginning the process of training up this year private attorneys general. Actually, we're looking to train up a 1,000 in the United States alone this year. Mm-hmm. And Rod Class is going to be heading that up. But the business of appointing our deputizing our own um, private attorneys general, in point of fact, and sheriffs and so on, and the capacity to be able to then enforce the law that we are using against the system, which itself is in abrogation and derogation of law, meaning to say in treason. So the three and a half thousand odd judges sitting in the United States are all operating in treason and in fraud in that sense. They are all working for the system. They're being paid by the system to penalize human beings on behalf of the system. So it is monetary code here. We've been unitized as units of currency, human beings. Our birth bonds and our prison bonds are being traded on the stock market. We have no idea uh, how the collateral of our flesh and blood is playing out in the world. But I can tell the good, my good brothers and sisters of the United States that in point of fact, your blood and bones is paying for kids being bombed on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drone strikes in Pakistan and elsewhere. So... This is why it's such a seminal thing that we stop drinking the proverbial Kool-Aid and start to engage with our sovereignty and our sovereign expression as it relates to law. Because if we all pretend that the system is going to always be there to look after us, it's not. It's there to harvest us. And that, that much is proven out now. And if you don't get that by now, you ain't going to get it. So just wait until you're shuffled into a FEMA camp or shuffled into some cancer clinic because you've drunk too much fluoride and water, or you've eaten too much of the GMO toxified food, courtesy of your local friendly health service, mm-hmm. and so it goes on. So I, I recently had a conversation on this podcast as well with, I don't know if you've ever heard of Daniel Vitalis. He um, is all about is a kind of a survival movement or going back to the land. Um, you know, and and we, talk, we had a great conversation about how you mentioned humans being harvested right well we we termed it farmed we are being farmed and you know we used to talk about like oh sometimes humans are you know we acting like we're in the zoo and they were like wait a second we're not in the zoo the only people who are in the zoo are mainly the the people who were like kind of putting on this pedestal who are you know i guess the the uh yeah you could call it the politicians the stars all those types of people in our world we're putting those people in the zoo preserving their natural environment as much as we possibly can but the reality is that most of us they're trying to they're trying to make us get by with as little as possible 
with as little means as possible, with as little mobility as possible, and just saying, hey, we are using you for your labor, for what you can do for our organizations, for what you can do for our companies and stuff, so that you know a small, rich class of elite are, are able to generally benefit from this. And you know, as much as I don't know all that much about the uh, the laws and and how all of this is working, and I've been learning more and more as I go, and I, and I can't pretend to know. And I'm sure that a lot of people out there who are listening to this feel the exact same way, right? It's like we've heard these terms before, we've heard all these things, but we're, we're having a hard time figuring out, like, okay, what is our best steps, and what is the best order of what we can do to, to kind of step out of the system slowly but surely, and or forget the slowly but surely and just step right out right away. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people feel vulnerable and scared to that, right? It's like, even I think about it and I'm like, wow, that's like, that's a, that's a big leap. We're like, you have to really, and it's not because I'm scared necessarily about what the policeman's going to do, but it's more about like the consequences of like the people who I know who, who love me, but aren't going to do it sometimes too. You know, I realize that there's going to be consequences in their life and, and in their um, kind of dealings with me. And so I, you know, I, I can understand how other people would feel that exact same way. And I would love to know more about like how that process has been manifesting, how, you know, what, maybe you could possibly break it down a little bit as to what you're, what you would propose specifically to someone. Well, it's at the risk of repeating myself horrendously from one press interview to a media interview to another, (laughs) um, stop paying taxes, stop filling your name out and block black capital letters on forms, stop saluting and acquiescing to men in costume and women in costume, stop respecting people who wear costumes. Full stop. And I'm not suggesting you disrespect them. And I know that a number of people looking in on your show are going to be uniform-wearing people. And I'm going to say to them what I've said to everyone in the same context. Seriously, look at what it is that you've chosen to do with your life, with the greatest love and respect. Holding down a job in order to pay, get money to pay bills in order to survive and subsist is not noble expression. It is not why you were born to this world. It is not a function of your multidimensionality or of your infinite creative potential. So I'm suggesting at a given point, drop the shit and recognize that wearing a uniform and following orders, carrying out the orders of a system which have fundamentally declared war against living men and women, is a bullshit exercise. You know it. I know it. We all know it. I have friends who are in uniforms. I have this conversation. And I also know a number who've begun to bail away from the system. Mm. We've got FBI agents. We've got all sorts of extraordinary people who are moving away from the system and beginning to be a part of the solution and no longer a part of the problem. And get this right. The the system is the problem. And there's not a living man or woman on earth nowadays who can refute that or argue against it. So knowing that as we do, let's just sit upon the ground and face one another. Again, as living men and women, not as fictions, corporate fictions, men and women in costume, you know, functioning as, as, as cashiers and clerks. And, and in a financially driven enterprise, which is what government is. Government is mafia. Yep. It's well-organized, sophisticated mafia. It's corporations posturing as government. And again, they're all acting in treason and in fraud. This is not, this is not the radical ramblings of a hippie. Mm-hmm. This is proven in the UCC filings under the highest iteration of law on earth. 
This is all the body of work that we're looking to um, get out to the world through the New Earth Law Academy and through the workshops and tutorials that we're launching this year. So, you know, it's, it's really about every single man or woman listening to this show and hearing and resonating with any aspect of pure truth. Know it to be so. And then take full responsibility and accountability for the part that you as an individual are playing in the harvesting of humanity, in the sacrifice of innocence in this world. Because we have been driven by the devil in that sense, and we need to remove ourselves from that and stop granting permission. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like a lot of people, um, as they listen to this, as Valhalla grows, as New Earth Nation grows, as all of these uh, movements seem to kind of ramp themselves up and, and, and kind of the truth starts to reveal itself. Um, no matter how much everybody's trying to cover it up, it's just, it's just happening. Um, and we feel it and we know it and we're excited about it. Um, but what people have, have kind of still continue to express slowly but surely is kind of the same concerns that what are, are what kind of helped cover up aspects of the truth, which is that people know this truth, but now what they're seeing is in, before they didn't see the veils that were covering them. Now they see the veil, but they say, well, shit, like it's really thick or it's really hard to pierce through or it's really hard to get out of. And I know that I'm sure you feel the exact same way that the reality is that it happens in an instant. You can you can release yourself of that in an instant. But you but there are going to be the um, in most people's minds, I'm sure the the fear of the financial side of things. And that's why I want to transition a little bit into what zero point banking is and, and explain that. Um, I've been researching things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I've been I've been following economics and different models and things. Uh, I know a little bit about zero point banking, but I would love to to kind of explain that to other people um, and have you explain that. But the the idea is that people start hearing these things and then they say, well, okay, but what am I going to do financially? If I step out of the system, I'm going to have issues dealing with the current you know the current system in place. I might have issues traveling, or I might have issues earning uh, money somehow. And, and what are your best practices? What, what, are you, what are you saying to address that? And what does that mean and uh, look like for you, for example? Okay, it always looks the same thing. It always looks like the reflection I see in the mirror when I actually have the balls to look in the mirror. Because it always comes down to me, Mark. It always comes down to me, the living man, addressing myself, exchanging fire in the eyes with myself and knowing that I, I claim my majesty in this world. I claim my noble expression, my creative potential. I claim this world as mine. I take full accountability for who and what I am, for the things that come out of this mouth, okay, the things that come out of this heart. And the day I, I took that decision, that determination, 1st of August 1997, was for me when the whole thing shifted. Happy and then I saw that... Well, that <laughs> I said happy anniversary, by the way. We're the 1st of August today for those who... Are- oh, is that a fact? That's, that's really beautiful to hear. Thank you. But the, the point is it always starts with me. And if I, if I am in coherence with pure truth, then my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my lover is going to be able to also get that if indeed they love me. They will cohere to that value and to that resonance, to that frequency. And then family engages with community, community with society, society with the national identity, and and that with the civilizational complex. So it always starts with me, it always ends with me, and owning that space. But there are many, many ways of engaging the system and slam dunking it. I mean, it's, it's difficult for us to address the fear issue that you keep raising that people have. 
if we speak in generalization. So what we should do is narrow down on an example of, okay, let's look at the average, the average wage earner in the United States today who has a mortgage to pay, kids to put through school, and is struggling like hell because they are wearing a costume and they are carrying out the orders of a system which they know in their heart of hearts to be rogue. And they are struggling with conscience. How do they wrangle with this? The, only, the way I would engage in a situation like that is all my downtime. A, I would conduct myself with kindness in whatever function I was doing as a policeman or a parking attendant. I would function with kindness as the overarching theme. And if my salary is going to get commissioned and augmented by me stepping over the line and penalizing as many people as I can, you know, ruthlessly in order to, to ramp up my salary. I know that to be wrong. I know that to be vicious, vampiric, cannibalistic principle that I am being required to carry out. Therefore, I say no. Mm -hmm. And if that means no holiday this year, so be it. Because I would rather stay home with a conscience than go to the south of France with a rotten, with a rotten conscience. So the point being, it always comes back to the, 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 the balance sheet in the heart. And if we're unable to address that in pure truth, then we're not even equal to the conversation of sovereignty or of escape from the matrix. We will simply be harvested to it. But take an example. The business of paying taxes. Taxes are a huge problem for most people because that is where we're being bloodlet. So the point is that if you slow down the wheel of the machine and you get that letter that comes to you requesting that you fill out the form for your annual returns, the, quest, the answer is no. What you should be doing on a mechanical level is writing back to that office. For instance, one of the tricks you can use is called conditional acceptance, which keeps you standing in honor in law, but you write back to the clerk who wrote to you and said, well, I'm not certain that I wish to fill this form out because I don't understand it. It's esoteric, you know, nonsense. Um, I will conditionally accept to continue along with this procedure if you can give me the law that requires me to pay income tax that does not defile the Constitution of the United States. Simply stick to that point and don't deviate from it. They'll write back and waffle, waffle, waffle and say you've got seven days left to fill out the form. They'll threaten you. Write back again, second time, and, and have that paper registered. Send it back, spend a couple of bucks. Pass them again and give them a second warning. This is the second time I requested of you that you supply me with the law that requires me to pay income tax mm -hmm. and you have my condition acceptance that I will proceed along this path. They can't do it, Mark. By the third time they've done it, you can actually start getting aggressive with them and put them on notice for harassment because they continue to write to you, threatening you. So there are ways and ways and really simple ways of engaging with the IRS and that criminal uh, uh, mafiosi construct. There is no law that requires United States citizens. Law. There's many statutes, many codes, but those are not laws. And you only are only required under the Constitution to adhere to a law, not to statutes. Statutes are given by the consent of the people. And if I do not consent to pay taxes, which I know are going to be used to build drones to strike against innocent people, Thank you, no thank you. I choose not to. But you don't need to get into the conscientious objection bullshit. You don't need to get into the, you know, the social fabric of it, the moral fabric of it. Just say, thank you, no thank you. I do not wish to engage or be privy in your fraud. You're mm -hmm. trying to defraud me. And worse than that, 
You're trying to get me to defraud myself. Because I, as a living man, when I was born, and my birth bond was issued, I have a certain value in the United States. And a best reckoning is between one and two million US dollars when you're born. Mm. Thereafter, that bond is traded on the stock market, and you become worth a great deal more money than that. But that's not disclosed to you. So simply, another thing to do, you could write to the Inland Revenue if you're feeling generous, and say, I'll tell you what, I'm feeling generous today. Discharge whatever you think I owe against my birth bond. You have my full permission. You know, that is also a contract which you could engage with. There's many creative ways of stopping the system eating you alive. But you've got to get interested in law. You've got to start doing the research and go online. Join the New Earth Academy as we open up these workshops and tutorials um, in, in, the, in the coming few weeks and learn about this stuff. A, it's fun mm -hmm. because you begin to see the illusion and the myth of power, the complete mythology of government, this, this mindless, witless, godless construct that is telling us whether we can farm cherries or apples or whether we can turn left or right. I mean, it's insane that yeah. we permission our lives to be driven by straight lines and by binary codes in computers. I sat last night, two o'clock in the morning, driving back across London, and I was stopped at a traffic light, two o'clock in the morning, and I had to wait three minutes before the red light turned to, to, to green. And in London, you don't drive across a red light or cameras go off. Oh, okay? of you get photographed 700 to 800 times a day, apparently, with biometrics in London every day. I believe it. So you can't drive across that threshold. And I thought to myself, this is insane. There's some binary code at work inside that idiot traffic light. There's some random number generator operating telling me, as a living man, whether I can proceed or not proceed at 2 in the morning when there's not a living soul around me. And I am afraid of a random number generator and a binary code in a, in a machine. And it's telling me what I can be and what I can do. Insane. Mm. Step out, folks. I drove straight through the light. And you know what? I welcome the ticket. <laughs> so, so when they send that ticket to you, um, because they'll, they surely well, will. The system, the system is sophisticated enough that it will be like, oh, that's the license plate, and this is where it's associated to. Yeah. Here's the ticket, and, and yeah. whatever. What do you? How do you deal with that later? Like what you know, like stopping paying your taxes. I've heard that one, and, and I've seen full documentaries that cover the whole, the whole like there is no law, and like you said, there are statutes, but there are no laws that say say that. Copyright symbol. Copyright symbol, I don't know if it's upside down or not, yeah. just write that on your number plate with a black felt tip pen. Write a copyright symbol on your number plate and they cannot use photographic evidence against you under copyright law. You've copyrighted, they have no right to use a photograph of your vehicle. Really? You could put a, oh yes, absolutely. You could, put a, you could put a notice inside the window of your car, which I've also got which says that you're not subject to the wiles and the fancies of this idiot system. And you're also telling the men and women in costumes who are walking up and down issuing tickets that they don't have any right to approach your vehicle or touch it. Oh, wow. So they cannot put anything on it. You're giving them fair warning. Again, there's many, many ways that we can engage with this idiotic system and bring it to its knees. But we've got to do it. And this is peaceful. This is peaceful non-compliance, incidentally. And this is the beauty of waking up and spending half an hour every day researching this stuff and telling it to your family and friends and having tea parties and spreading the information. Mm -hmm. Because it's only that way that we can de deconstruct this, this uh, nightmare 
uh, matrix. Are you worried that they would ever shut you guys down? Are, like, are you worried that they would ever like just try and shut down your website or shut down your? your they've done. Website? They've tried many times. I'm informed by by our web guy that we're under attack thirty times a week and wow. high level attack. I'm not remotely concerned about that. They can pull something down; it'll go up again. I mean, no, that doesn't uh, worry me. And again, we've had over the years all the the kind of gooks and spooks nonsense. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And I and I and I I didn't expect you to be worried about it. I, I was just I was wondering, like, at what level are you setting off alarms yet? You know what I mean? Like, I always I always you know I've had this conversation before with somebody where, you know, um, they've they talked to me about Valhalla um, and what, what what we were doing here, and they said you guys have a, an opportunity to really change things and but you have to get big quick enough that people that if they shut you down other people would start going crazy versus if they shut you down too early you might you, you might not have had the impact that you wanted to have and when he said that I was fairly interesting and I thought about that and I was like yeah you know the the kind of WikiLeaks of the world or the Alex Joneses of the world, like if they were to be shut down tomorrow, there would be a lot of people who go up in arms and be like really riled up and, and pissed off and, and then kind of like sprung into action. And I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, shit, we need to like, we need to hit that critical mass too. Like we need to start. No, Mark, Mark, I get the argument, but again, that's a time space, linear exponential argument. And that's it doesn't true. actually apply to pure truth because pure truth and natural justice stands under central sun. It's its own, it's its own quanta. And the fact of the matter is that any living man or woman standing in pure truth and holding and anchoring that principle coheres to the vibral mind of creation and carries the protections with it. Mm -hmm. But when we step outside of pure truth into the shadow realm and start to hedge and fudge and, and, and negotiate um, the gray areas, um, become, uh, they start to trip you up very quickly. So I would suggest, I keep saying this to members of, of our team because a lot of people join our team and they very intelligent people, many of them with, with um, aerospace and military backgrounds and they come in with a certain level of defensiveness and a protectionist uh, mindset and then they explain that they, they feel we need to be secure in our communications and so on. I'm one of those people that believe that we should be as open and as transparent in our communications as humanly possible. And if we all wrote impeach Obama in the subject line of our emails, and there were 300 million emails with an impeach Obama in the subject line, well, that would probably melt the CIA's filthy service, and that would be a very good thing. So you know, just information overload. Let's use the system against itself. Uh, if it's trying to spy on us, let's all let's, let's all be spied on. Great. That's I I you know and and that's exactly kind of the answers that I that I eventually came to, which is that people you know I like I said I used to worry about the fact that like the government was spying on us and they were doing things, and I was like, great, so they'll know what I'm doing, and then maybe I'll convince the guy behind the desk who's going to join. Like that's that's literally what my answer was. I was like. Maybe the person spying on us will actually join us and be the next Edward Snowden or whatever. I'm like, because that's in standing in what we're doing truthfully, I don't care if I die. I don't care if, if something happens. I don't care if, if whatever, whatever plays out, I don't care as long as I'm able to express myself in the true way that I want to express myself. And, as, and if I want to try something like this, I'm going to try something like this. And I, and I understand that there is a benefit to, to maintaining some version of, of kind of, 
I want to say political correctness in certain situations, okay? If I'm speaking to somebody's mom who, you know, they've never done this research. I understand that they're, they're not necessarily interested in it. I understand that I, I don't want to, I don't have to bring that to them. I don't, I don't need to be the person who has to come in, marching in and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. You know, I, I can go to somebody's house who's not in that same mindset and be with somebody who's not in that same mindset and just treat them with the love that I have for them and not have to tell them about all of these things. But when, if, if I'm addressed or if I'm asked, of those things, and of course, I'll tell them what, what my truth is and what I believe uh, that kind of that truth should kind of look like for most of us. But I, I get it that you know we're not going to change everyone's mind all the time, and and I don't want to, to be honest. There's so many people out there I don't I don't even want to talk to you. I don't want to be a part of changing your truth. Uh, you know, it will happen on its own naturally, and if it doesn't, so be it. But the the um, interesting side of things that I've always found really, really, really um, enslaving. Uh, has always been money, right? Like that's what set off my path. You know, when I learned where money came from, that there was more debt than there was money and how this huge game of musical chairs was was unfolding and all of this was complete and utter bullshit and that I couldn't get a loan for this business idea that I had because a financial crisis hit and we had all these wacky things that were going, all the alarms are going off on stupid things that didn't exist. And we were reselling mortgages for other people and repackaging and insurance this and all that craziness. Okay. I was like, well, there has to be a better way. And I started researching it and I've heard of things like zero point economics. I've heard of, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies and I've researched tons of these things. Um, and you know, I've decided and Valhalla has decided to embark on something uh, with crowdsourcing. So allowing crowds to get behind ideas and then actually fund them, but not only just fund them with necessarily the fiat currency, but using things like Bitcoin and other things, but also do two other things, support, support them socially. So we're creating campaigns that also create social reach. Um, so instead of saying your goal is $1,000, it's saying, what if my goal is 1,000 people sharing it on Facebook at the same time? So actually enabling a platform that does that. And the second one is time, giving, being able to be a part of a movement of some kind, whether it be via... Um, literally going on a land and planting a tree or like giving your time to a movement online. It doesn't matter. You can join the team, be a volunteer or whatever it is for a particular cause. And that's, we're making that called, it's called green seed, uh, green seed dot me. It's going to be coming out in October. But the idea is that this is a way of like making the crowd speak and, and enabling them. But I, I think you guys and what you're addressing is on a, on a, on a more macro level, you know, what you're talking about, the shifts that you're trying to make. And, and I commend you for it. Or even above and beyond, you know, what our our website is going to be doing. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about zero point economics? Uh, what you guys are doing? What the progress is like that on that? And then you know, self promote. What what you guys are, are coming up with uh, in the next little bit? Well, s simply put, the 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 new earth exchange, or they effectively the, the the de facto bank is getting ready for launch. We are running over time. I'm not surprised. The undertaking is colossal. Um, I spoke to our uh, directors a few days ago and they um, reckoned that a good estimate would be um, November that we ought to be in a position to release this um, in its beta testing. It's really tremendously exciting. It's a full global planetary banking capability to issue uh, bank accounts and cards to millions of people through the New Earth um, from the get-go. Um, we're going to be doing an article on this in the next New Earth Oracle publication uh, next month. So I'd suggest that folks look out for that and get access to that, um, the Neo magazine through the New Earth Nation site uh, in the next issue, two or three weeks' time, because that's going to go into great uh, detail 
on how that uh, banking system is, can avail itself to people in, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe and immediately begin to eliminate 80-85% of fees and bank charges and Western Union transfers and all that nonsense mm -hmm. that is kind of bleeding most people's pay packets. Yeah, um, small, it's, it's a leech, right? Like what, what the banking system does, what the taxes do, they, they leave you enough so that you can still survive, you can still function, kind of. And, and then what they're doing is they slowly suck it out and they slowly take it back for themselves. And then they, and then they create all these barriers for you to getting more and, and, and kind of unlocking. They leave you enough, Mark, they leave you enough to put yourself in a position whereupon you are forced to take out loans into the future exactly. and take out more credit cards. Selling, and then, selling your future. Selling and, your, if you're a, and if you're a kid in, in Bali and in Indonesia where I live most of the year, you know, you lean on your grandfather to sell a rice field so that you can afford to take out a bank loan so you can buy some stupid motorbike that's got zigzags on it or whatever. So it's just this Luciferian principle of taking ourselves away from, again, our noble expression, our, our true engagement with community and with the earth and with the environment, and instead going seeking for gold over yonder hills in the local town or the city, all of which are based on the Luciferian principle of, of uh, fool's gold. So when we begin to engage with the, psych the, the psychology and the dream spelling of what is di di diverting us away from our humanity from the get-go, this is the stuff we need to engage with in order to get back to source and then plant the trees, plant the, plant the seeds of renewal and start all over again, civilizationally, I'm talking about. But the, more the importantly than speaking about some fancy pants banking system or, or IT infrastructure or clever source codes, what's far more important is to understand that economics itself is a bullshit exercise mm -hmm. and is and fundamentally anathema to human dignity and the human spirit. The business of using totems of exchange through a banking mechanism, any mechanism, is a nonsense. What we ought to be doing is dismantling and disregarding economics altogether and, and taking up what my new best friend Elizabeth Sartouris calls ecosophy, which is the, the, the wisdom of the ecology. And mm. if we begin to engage with social ecology or the wisdom of uh, social ecology and meaning to say gather enough people in a community, friends and family around you who share the heart values that you do, mm -hmm. who aren't looking to go in search of gold over yonder hills, but who do want to engage in anchoring heaven on earth in the here and now. Yeah. That is the wisdom of ecology. And then find out amongst that circle who amongst us are school teachers, who are doctors, who are dentists, who are permaculturists, who are potterers and ceramicists and Absolutely. roof tilers and plumbers. There's your economy. Yep. And it's all going to be gifted. And what, what, do you, what would you see in an environment like that? Well, let me tell you. Within a very short space of, A, you're not waking up in the morning having to pay, make money to pay bills. You're waking up in the morning to behold a brand new day. That's what you're doing. You're getting out of bed. You're walking outside of your home into a beautiful community, which is designed on fractal harmonics and dynamical uh, basis. So you're walking into an environment which is fundamentally life-affirming. It feeds the molecules, the glands, the cells, the atoms of your, your, your system. And the whole biosphere begins to grow and to evolve. And there's your, there is your positive exponential growth, mm -hmm. where you are not in a life-depleting paradigm 
where you're needing to vampire and cannibalize off your brothers and sisters in order to survive, in order to make a living, so you can pay the bills to the man who forces you to go back to work. And so that cycle goes on. So once enough men and women, living men and women, brothers and sisters, are living in any given location or environment and completely sharing, you're walking out of that space in the morning. You're eating the best food on earth because the people who love to cook are doing that all day long, yeah. making amazing things to eat and using creative uh, exploration and potential in whatever the undertaking is. Is there so a critical mass about in your mind? creating heaven on earth in a very short space of time. Is there a critical mass in your mind? You know, I've heard because um, Valhalla is exactly that. I mean, we, 300 about... to 350 is the answer before you ask the question. Great. There you go. So I, I love that you answered that because, uh, you know, Valhalla, you know, we, this is exactly how Valhalla started. I mean, you talked about heaven on earth um, and creating it here and now as opposed to looking for gold over the mountains. You're 100% you're right. Forget about the gold over the mountains. Let's do it here. The gold is here. We can live without mortgages. We can live self-empowered. We can grow our own food. We can do all the things within ourselves as a community if we are able to form that community in certain cases because in certain areas, the truth be told, it doesn't really exist. Like where I grew up and where I live right now, I don't know of another community out there that's doing this. I really do not. And and if I did, trust me, I would have joined it instead of making my own because it's not it's not easy. It's not easy for Valhalla to go from point zero with zero land to now we have 60 acres to now we have a permaculture garden to now we have a greenhouse to now we have a solar shed to now we have like we're going to have a welcome desk and a, and a sustainability learning center and blah, 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 blah. Like all of these things take so much time and effort and it's not like you know, I'm not necessarily all the most passionate about building earthships or, or, or setting up solar panels, but I'm doing it because I realize that my sacrifice and my gift to, to the community at large is that I'm not fearful of what it's going to take to make it happen, and I'm, and I'm willing to be persistent in making it happen. And I am um, literally uh, blessed with the people who have surrounded me in this and have stepped into these roles with me uh, and, and on online, so people like you, so people who, who join this podcast, and I'm forever grateful for that, but also the people who are doing it with me in person and, and taking on these notions and, and, and propagating it. People are like-clicking. Even if they're only doing those small little steps, they are part of it, and slowly but surely, they are, they are building up this tidal wave of, of new growth, of new possibility and hope, and, and that's exactly, to me, what Valhalla is. And um, one of the questions that comes when I describe community when I, when I say the word, first of all, community and sustainability together, people automatically think cult, and, and there's already an uphill battle that begins unless we choose to say it is no longer an uphill battle and we make the level playing, uh, playing field again in our own minds and in our own hearts. Because to me, I used to, for beginning at the beginning when we first started, I said, fuck, everyone's thinking cult, cult, cult. And then I just stopped thinking that word ever and stopped addressing it and just saying, no, we are not a cult. We're doing what we believe, and because we believe it, more and more people are joining and that's exactly what's working. And well, so, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why not be a cult? I'm serious. Let yeah. me explain something to you. Anyone who would look at the beautiful enterprise that you guys are engaged with or that my crew are engaged with, yeah. which is the same enterprise, anyone who would dare to look in on what we're doing for longer than 90 seconds with more than three brain cells I and agree. has the audacity to use the word cult are people who by definition are speaking from such a constricted heart space that I they're frankly not worth addressing. 
Or if I, they are, they should just be shown the door and asked to leave. That's exactly so what I'm trying to say. But, but where does the word cult come from? Look at the etymology. Cult, cultivation, culture. There's yep. nothing wrong with the word cult. I fully so let's agree. claim it back again. I'm happy to be a cult leader. I'm yep. my, my own cult leader. Yep. I, I, I am the cult of Sasha Stone. Yep. There is no one else in my cult but me. And I'm happy to be that man. <laughs> I, and, and I fully agree. Uh, there, there are ways... I, I guess what we've chosen to do is be not careful, but just mindful of the fact that there are preconceived notions and we don't want to fight each battle at the exact same time. It will be easier to say, and then we, instead of cult, why not say movement? Why not say, and which is, has a better positive resonance to it. Nonetheless, it's a, it's a word that personally I resonate more with anyway. I agree. The word cult is, is not a bad word fundamentally, but it does occupy for some reason, some bad mental space for certain people. That being said, it's no longer an issue. It was when we first started, but it is no longer because we are now transcending it as, as the movement, as the people who are actually part of this. I don't, we and I don't concern ourselves with that anymore. We concern ourselves with doing as much positive good as, as we possibly can, being as kind as we possibly can. When the government worker says, hey, you can't do this and you got to do this, we smile and laugh and say, hey, we can't do a green roof? No problem. We'll be installing the green roof next week. Like that, that's part of what we have to do is just go with what our truth is and understand that the, the statutes and all these little things that are trying to govern what we can and can't do, as long as we are not infringing upon other people and we are trying to create that positive change, we will be met with way more support than we ever will resistance. And, you know, I, I heard this study um, when we first started out, we used to reference it. People, when we first started, people right away wanted to know how many people are you going to be? How many houses are you going to have? How many this? How many that? And I said, well, look. The first answer to that is infinite. As many people as there, there comes to be, we will accept them all and we will try and work our best to accommodate as many possibly people as we possibly can. But if you were to ask me what the number one magic number would be, you know, I've heard studies that say 150 people is the biggest tribe that you can care about, right? I can't remember, I can't remember the source, but I know you guys have heard this before. So I said maybe we originally started saying 150 people. Right, we, we had to give an answer because the questions were coming. We gave that answer, and I love. Not if your... you want. Not if you want microchips. Not if you want. Sorry, um, circuit boards. If you want circuit boards and light bulbs, yeah. and things like that. That's the whole. Um, point. You're going to have to have more than 150. Probably 300 to 350. I yeah. agree, and then and then exactly my own notion of whatever the study was was yes, you're right. At 150 people, we can run one of the world's most effective self-sustaining farms. But we are not going to have computers. We are not going to be manufacturing solar panels. We are not going to be doing all the things that we need to do. We just don't have enough people with 150 people to replace kind of all the roles that we have in society and all the dynamics that we have in society. And I don't know what that number is. 350 seems more reasonable to me. Um, but the reality is I, I don't have an answer and I'm not going to try and have an answer. I agree, though, that it is higher than 150. But it is not too large necessarily either. I do understand that I do understand that it, a community will no longer be a community once it reaches a bigger level. It will branch off its, into its own communities, and that's okay. Maybe maybe that's what happens. Maybe Valhalla gets so big, New Earth Nation gets so big that it creates other subsections of communities. As long as they have some of the internal truths and and they're going about the the, the you know their daily lives in, in the most fundamental uh, positive ways that they can. Look, you know, people ask us uh, about Valhalla, and I'm sure they ask you this about you. Is your goal to, like, create your own country? I'm like, no, my goal is to transcend countries. My goal is to transcend cities. My goal is to transcend these, these boxes that you are, are creating and just say, 
hey, we're a human living in this area. Like, yes, we can call it Montreal or call it UK or we can call it Canada or US or whatever for, for, for reference reasons, if you will. But the reality is that I don't want to think about who governs this area. I just want to govern my own life and my own existence and be in harmony with the people who are here with me now, but also around the world and also being a part of this change in this movement. And the more that my own maturity has, has kind of stepped out of the fear, transcended some of these, these ideas, the more I've personally been able to kind of um, see the light and actually step into that, that full brightness of the truth, as you, as you would say. And it's, it's incredible. Like it, there's nothing more empowering than just kind of starting today. You know, somebody who's listening to this, you have to start today. And if, and if you choose to start by not paying your taxes, or you choose to start by planting a tree, or you choose to start by building an earthship, whatever, but just start, just start, start educating yourself, start spending time valuing, learning, understanding law, understanding economics, understanding what is surrounding you and how it works and, and know that all of that, that energy is going to come from your why. I call it the why, but it's your purpose, right? It's, it's going to come from your heart, that truth inside of you. And you just need to embrace it and let it be and let it shine out of you. And it will, it will all naturally work out. And I, I see that in you when I, when I talk to you, when I look at you, I, I just can tell that you're living in your truth. I'm, I, um, you know, I've been told that about me and, and I feel it at least for myself and I don't care what other people think really. And so that is the answer. You know, people listening to this podcast, I know they're looking for the answer. I know they're kind of, sometimes they're waiting. They're like, oh, I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting till I graduate or I'm just waiting for this and forget waiting. Start today. Now's the moment. It's a well-known fact that the Second World War could have been avoided if people who were being readied for the war had woken up to the signals that they felt intuitively three, four, five years before the jackboots of the Nazis and the stormtroopers took over Europe. There was a period of three to five years mm -hmm. where tens of millions of people knew and got the early warning signs and smelt it and felt it in their gut but failed to act because they were chicken shit. Yep. And that's what it came down to. It came down to the uh, pure constriction of the heart, fear. And in sufficient numbers of people, that becomes the paradigm. It becomes the complex. And the United States of America right now is the playing ground or the playground of the New World Order um, as it is trying to gain traction in the world. And it's only going to get one chance at succeeding. And that is underway right now, mm -hmm. where uh, the overwhelming majority of people in the U.S. and almost everyone uh, around the world knows that uh, your commander-in-chief is rogue and a puppet and is owned, that all your presidents have fundamentally been owned, and arguably the last decent man was JFK, uh, who, as we all know, some days before uh, he was assassinated, um, I think it was seven or eight days before he was assassinated, um, came out and said something pretty extraordinary, which is there's a plot in this country to enslave every man, woman, and child. Before I leave this high and noble office, I intend to expose the plot. Well, seven days later, he yeah. was assassinated. And, you know, we've got stories like this abounding, but the point being that the United States and the good people of the United States right here, right now, 
are in that very same situation that Europe was in um, shortly before it became impossible to turn the tide. I and I would suggest that if we continue to witness this wholesale gutlessness um, emerging uh, from the U.S. body, uh, from, from the, from the uh, mindset, uh, the, the world itself is at stake. Mm -hmm. um, I'm beginning to see a lot of courage coming out of the U.S., a hell of a lot of courage. And I, could, I would only urge you, uh, as the Valhalla movement, based on mainland USA, to do everything you can to awaken people to the fact that that consciousness in action is everything, not permissioning the system. Do not, I've been watching with my, some of my team here in London. In the last week, we've been putting together a montage film of police brutality in the United States. The stuff we are witnessing is terrifying. Yeah. It makes the Nazis look like Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. It is really scary stuff with these shaved thugs, these absolute troglodytes in all of them vastly overweight, you know, oafish, thuggish individuals in costumes carrying guns and tasers and murdering dogs and cats and human beings on the streets. I just can't, but no one can believe it's happening. Yep. Looking from outside the U.S., looking in. Of course, it's only if you look for that stuff that you find it. Of course. Because it's not being put out there. But dear God, you guys are in some serious shit. Yeah. I, I know. Trust me. I, I mean, I fully, fully agree. And, and you know, I, I have so many friends who are so awake in that way, in, in, the, in the mind, right? In, in the sense that they're, they're awake in the mind, but not in the heart yet. And, and what I mean by that is as follows. They're aware of what's going on. They're aware of how it's working, but they are not really, truly being a part of the solution. I see them share the problem all the time on Facebook, and I get it. I get why you share the problem, because you want and you believe that part of the, the solution is to expose the problem. I agree with you. To wake up other people, sometimes you have to expose it. But you have to also expose it with a solution. Because if you don't expose it with a solution, if all you show me is the picture of the, pol the police beating you down, and don't tell me what we can do to be a part of the, of the truth, a part of, the, of the, the solution side of it, I, I really feel, truthfully, I really feel that you are not helping the cause. Because you're only normalizing it now, too. Because you didn't propose a solution, you only normalize the bad. Oh, another person got beat by the cops? Yeah. What's the surprise? So, Mark, there? the only solution that you're talking about, I'm not personally interested in reading on Facebook or elsewhere millions of um, written solutions or opinions on what should oh, or could be done. What I'd like to see, and what I was speaking to a moment ago, was the fact that on these videos of police brutality, you've got the police brutalizing people, shooting dogs, tasering women in their face on the streets, and you've got people standing around looking at them do it. I agree. For God's sake. Beat the shit out of the men in uniform. Stop them from doing it. Yeah. You know? I mean, engage. When you're seeing violence being perpetrated against your own brothers and sisters Don't in broad daylight, do not permission it. Yeah. That man in a costume is not worthy of any respect. Beat the crap out of him if he's beating a woman in public. Don't permission it. Pull him off her. Chain him to the lamppost. And, and there's a difference between saying that about all cops and about the cop who's doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Which is, people, you know, there's another slander that I, I, I don't like, uh, uh, you know, people in uniforms are the bad guys. And, never, never. And, and that's not true, and I know that's not what you're saying, too. And I want to clarify that for anybody who's listening here. 
there are tons of enlightened people who also wear uniforms. And there are tons of cops who, who are, don't want to give you the ticket and don't want to do these things. And they are only acting out of fear and trying to pay their bills and pay their, you know, their child's diapers and, and food and, and their family's mortgage or whatever, okay? But there are cops that are doing the wrong thing. They are in it for the wrong reasons. There are people who are aware and doing the wrong things. But that doesn't mean that all cops... That we should meet. Mark, I will make the distinction. Yeah. I will thank you for trying to clarify further. I will make the distinction. Yeah. I said it earlier and I'll repeat it. Mm -hmm. I said, do not respect a man or a woman in costume simply because they're wearing a costume. Yeah. Respect them on the merit of their action and their words. Exactly. And if you can see a man in a costume on a street beating on someone else when it is crystal clear because you're a witness to this. Yep. And you know what went down because you saw it from the beginning. Yeah. And if you know that you're engaging and witnessing wrong action, get involved. Yeah. Tear him off if, yeah. if necessary. Beat him up if you need to restrain him. Because I've seen some of these films. These police are, they are demons. Yeah. Out of control human beings dribbling at the mouth, filled with bloodlust and rage. And I've seen the footage of people, these police walking into prison cells mm -hmm. where people are in the cell already and they're tasering them in the face for Absolutely. God's sake. And, and the truth is that part of that demon, and it's unfortunate, part of that demon is, is actually, and I believe it's part of our fault because we are all connected, but it is part of our fault in the sense that if we're going to treat anyone, right, if we're going to stereotype that says anyone in a uniform is bad, well, then we're going to slowly but surely contribute to the fact that they are going to be bad. If we're going to segregate ourselves from them, if we're going to demonize them, then it's going to create an us versus them mentality, and that's what we have to transcend. We have to understand have to that transcend it is, it is uniforms, Mark. Exactly. Let's be real. I, 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 I agree. We have to, we have to transcend the need to impose bullshit uniforms and emblems and totems and borders and distinctions and, on everything. And the biggest, exactly. And that what you're really saying in that is we're transcending hierarchy to some degree. We're transcending that this person now has more, is acting more in the law or more in the truth or more in the right than the average citizen or or that this person who works at the government is somehow above the other person who is not in the government. The policeman should only ever leave their depot if there is a reported crime and they go to investigate it. That's what a policeman's job is. It is not to ponce around on the streets and cruise around in expensive hardware, okay? Like, like some kind of perverse leches waiting to penalize with draconian statutes, waiting to penalize men and women for anything. Mm -hmm. And in order to commercialize them and make money for the crown or for the state. And don't forget that the state is the crown in the old sense. And crown is the, you know, if you understand the yeah. origin of the word is Cronus, the, the, the titan god that eats its own young. Yeah. We're caught up in a diabolical complex and people in uniforms and people enforcing these mindless statutes of the system are absolutely the problem right now. Mm -hmm. And so let's address that in the here and now. Right. And let the men and women in costume address that. I'm not suggesting we wage war against anyone. Yeah. I'm suggesting we only extend our respect, and I mean respect, to living men and living women who are worthy of that respect. Mm -hmm. And those who are not proving worthy of it in front of us, don't give respect because you're afraid yeah. that they've got a gun or a taser. Don't, don't, exactly. It's, you have to not let your heart go towards fear, but stand in the truth of your heart and stand in, the, in that moment. Because anytime fear has been the number one thing that has led to all wars, to all conflicts, to all everything that is negative in the world, basically is a, is a, is a version of fear. 
and on the opposite spectrum of such is love. And there's no other way to, there's nothing else in the world if, if but love and fear, okay? And there's no other way to meet fear best than with love. There, you have to meet it with love, and, and, and it's not to say respect the person who's beating them up. Of course not. You have to fight for, when, when you're called to action, you have to fight for it. When you're called to, to the truth, you better step up and fight for it. You, are, you better be a part of it. And, but don't wait either. Don't wait until you see the guy beating the person. Start being part of that truth today. Start being right. the best person that you could be today. Start being a part of the change today. Start being a part of the solution today. Uh, and, and, if, and whatever, uh, like I said, whatever that means for you, Okay, whatever that calls to you more, then that's that's what's going to work, in my opinion. And and for for us, it started with permaculture and earthships and planting a tree, and it's moving into other law and, and crowdsourcing and and it's you know, uh, you know new versions of clothing that are more sustainable. We're we're doing all kinds of things. We're not trying to sell you on anything. Okay, we're giving away the plants for free. Like we're we're trying to open source as much as possible, so more and more people have the 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 confidence and courage to do them as opposed to sit on the sidelines and see if they work. Look, if you want to know if it works. I invite any one of you to come to our greenhouse and check it out. I, any single person who ever wants to walk into our greenhouse and say, yes, it's minus 20 outside and it's plus 20 inside, by all means, go for it. And if you think that by, by trying to criticize it or play your games of like, oh, well, I think I could do it better. Great. I don't care. You, you don't have to tell me that you're going to do, do it. Do it. Do it. Exactly. I, I don't care. I'm not trying to be the best at the person who made the best greenhouse in the world. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you to do it. If you could do it better, prove it and I'll build yours next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, it's not a competition. This is seriously a collaboration. This is a cooperation. I don't see, you know, I don't, I don't think, oh, New North Nation has this many likes and we have this many or they're getting this much traffic. I'm happy to see as many people as possible who are doing awesome things get as much traffic as they possibly can. And, and I'm, and Valhalla is all about that collaboration. We're all about trying to, to promote more people and we're doing it through podcasts or blogs. We're doing it on, on, online with, with media and video and photo, and we're doing it on the ground by inviting as many possible people to come to these community events, to be a part of the community, to, to show up to a potluck and, and chit-chat about the way that we can, we can be a part of the solution. And, and I love you guys for, for the fact that you guys are doing that. I love you for the fact that you guys are putting on these academies and these institutes and, and all of these different um, things in place where people can go and learn and be a part of it and le and and also very importantly be a part of the community and meet like-minded individuals and i'm sure that in your surroundings and in and in, you know an expanding surrounding has kind of uh, flowed around you and your team and everyone uh surrounding new earth nation that you guys are feeling the exact same way indeed yeah. thank you mark yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all strength to to my brothers and sisters in the Valhalla movement. Love Thank you guys. You. Yeah, and I would I'd love to uh, visit you guys and see what you guys got going on. Keep us in the loop. If you have anybody um, that you want us to interview or somebody who's on your team who's doing really good work, by all means, we would, we would love to do it too. Um, also, that extends to anybody who's listening. If you guys have um, somebody that you think I should interview, a lot of people, people have been talking to me about the Ubuntu movement, Michael Tillinger and stuff. Um, I don't have a connection to him, but if somebody has a connection to him... Yeah, Michael's a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm happy to make the connect. But I, I warn you, at the moment, it's uh, uh, he wrote me a beautiful letter yesterday, uh, which I received on, on Skype, mm -hmm. um, because we keep missing each other for the last um, couple of months. I don't doubt He's it. on tour at the moment, so I'm not sure that it's going to be very easy until he gets back to base in South Africa. Sure. Um, but you can light a fire under me in about a month's time and I'll, I'll see if I can chase that down. Yeah. Will do. All right. So anyone listening, 
Make sure to check out newearthnation.org. Be a supporter, like, comment, share, all that stuff. Make sure to rate this podcast, subscribe. If you want those plans, they're in the description below. Everything that Sasha mentioned, uh, I'm going to make sure to have all those links lined up as well so you guys can follow up. You can you can be a part of this um, and you can start today. Not tomorrow. All right. Thank you very much, Sasha. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the 